So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 125 for... October 29th, 2017. My name is Nathan Reetonsbruth, and joining me this week, we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. Hey, that's me. Earl, the gray third. Watch out for that stock market. Yeah. And we have Andrew Rowe McVean. I'm out of dip. Of course, joining you this week, I'm your host, Nathan Reetonsbruth. Uh, thank you for taking over last week on the podcast, Earl. I love that you had a, a full crew. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, a real good time. <laughs> it's all by yourself. And yeah. uh, continuing talking with Aroa, what games have you played this week, Aroa? Uh, well, not 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 a lot, really. I mean, I I just keep trying out new stuff in in VR for the most part. Um, the only notable thing is uh, I returned one game that I got, which I, I talked about last week, I think, the parkour game. Um, and then I bought Onward, which is, uh, it's like Insurgency, if you've ever seen that. Uh, uh, but no, I haven't, no. So, so basically, um, it's a 5v5 first-person shooter, and it's, it's all very, very tactical and all that. Uh, you die in like two shots and uh, yeah, it's, it's neat. Um, it's kind of going to take some getting used to, I think in the VR thing, mainly because scopes work really weirdly in VR. Everyone has decided to, to kind of just have the scope float in front of your face. You just got to hold it in the right way and it works. I don't know. See, I played uh, Hot Dogs, Hand Grenades, and whatever the other one is. I'm missing Horseshoes, Hot Dogs, and Hand Grenades, which yeah. is uh, just a it's a it's a gun arcade basically. It lets you play around with different types of weapons. I thought the scopes were pretty good with that. You you got to find out which eye is your dominant one before it makes any sense. But once you get everything synced up, it worked pretty well. It felt good at least. Uh, I am a big fan of Insurgency, so I'm surprised to hear that it's not an amazing experience for you. Well. I've only played it for like 45 minutes and at least half of that was dealing with technical problems because like have you had this issue where like for no apparent reason the game will like any given VR game will all of a sudden decide I'm going to run at 10 frames per second now and like won't render right and like then all of a sudden it goes back to normal. Everything's yeah, fine. I know what you're talking about. I don't have it as severe as you're describing, but that's the reason I returned um, uh, Elite Dangerous. What would happen is I'd be playing, and suddenly I'd be slipping behind my dude in the cockpit. Like, hey, look at that. That's my neck. I'm looking right through. Uh, really disorienting stuff, especially when it kicks you back to where you're supposed to be. Uh, like, I that, that's had... the closest I've been to nausea with VR. I haven't had that problem because I have a good computer. Well, and, and that's the weird thing is like... It'll happen. It'll even happen in like the Steam VR home. Oh, really? Like, I'll close a game and then it'll start happening. And then after a minute or so, it, it, it'll correct itself. Or like, I'll start another game 
and then it'll be okay. It's really weird, and I, I don't know if it's if it's like to something weird that's happening, or if it is because I've got a mediocre graphics card. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because like I'm closing something, and that triggers it more often than not. That's odd. Uh, yeah, because like with Onward, I started the tutorial and it was doing that. Like it was running at like 20 frames per second, maybe. And I didn't really do anything. Like I opened the the dashboard menu a couple of times and trying to figure something out. And then I went back into the game and everything was fine for, for no reason. Like it did not make any sense. Well, that's strange. But uh, other than that, are you enjoying the VR experiences? Uh, yeah, VR is fucking great. I'm really looking forward to, uh, since I got my Vive when I did, instead of Star Trek, I got Fallout 4 VR. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm waiting on that to come out, uh, but I'm sure that that's going to be real exciting. Um, there's a, there's a horror, horror roar, uh, sale going on on Steam right now that has a bunch of VR games on it. Yeah, uh, horror in VR is something I'm still trying to get used to. Um, well, uh, what, what's it called? Emily, Emily is not alone, or something like that. Em- Emily wants to play. Emily wants to play. That's two dollars. Uh, it's not even worth that. Oh, it's not. No, it's it's shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's garbage. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's uh, the only one if, I if, of note that I saw. If there's a prominent horror game on Steam, especially if it's an indie, indie game, I've probably seen somebody play it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Emily Wants to Play was a real big YouTube bait kind of game. So what we, yeah, it's, so the, the games that are, are on for the horror VR are Arizona Sunshine, uh, Paranormal Activity, The Lost Soul. That one was all right. Um, if it wasn't... How much is that right now? Uh, way too much. Twenty five dollars. Yeah, fuck that. Um, it's maybe a fifteen dollar experience. That that's something. I, I I might have talked about this last week too, but that's something I'm really fucking sick of, and I wish it would stop. Is that indie devs even are charging way too goddamn much for VR games simply because they're VR and like. Yeah, I get it. VR probably makes it harder to develop the game, but it can't it can't possibly be enough to justify charging like it's by default $30 for what is essentially like a maybe 2-hour game. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. So, we have uh just going through the list, the Vanis- Vanishing of Ethan Carter VR bundle. Uh that's actually $6. That's uh, pretty tempting, honestly. Yeah. Duck season. And that, see, that, that is well worth $20. What is it? Is it really? Yeah. Oh, why? I'm not familiar with it, to be honest. I'm not it's familiar not at all. I was it, told it, it was it, rabbit season, so. That's some highbrow comedy right there. But So it's, it's one of those games where on the surface it looks like one thing, but it's really another thing. Um, oh, like soda drinking simulator. Yeah, it is kind of like that. Um, not quite as deep as soda drinking simulator. Okay. Uh, but it uh, the base gameplay is just duck hunt, 
but there are other things involved in it. And they're like, I want to say seven different endings, maybe more than that, uh, depending on certain things that you do throughout the game. Um, but I, I would definitely say that, that for 20 bucks, you're probably getting your money's worth as long as you go through and do all the different things. Because like I haven't I haven't seen all the endings. I don't even know how to get most of them because like I've seen three different playthroughs of it now, and they two of them got the same ending, and one of them got a very slightly different ending. So uh, so that's seventeen dollars right now. Uh, we have Brookhaven, the Brookhaven experience, uh, a, a uh-huh. chair in a room. I don't know that. that so Brookhaven experiment, right, I think. Yeah, the Brookhaven experiment is a wave shooter, and that's it. You, oh, you just okay. stand in one spot and spin around and shoot zombies. And um, what's a cha- chair in a room? A chair in a room is more or less... It's more of a VR experience than ah. anything. Uh, it is like an escape-the-room type thing, where it's basically find, find peg A to go into slot B kind yeah. of game. But there, it's not exactly complex. Uh, don't so, knock- like, if you like building IKEA stuff, that's the game for you. Yeah. <laughs> so don't knock twice. Narcosis, dread, <laughs> dread halls, uh, spooky jump scare mansion HD renovation. That's the name of my band, actually. Oh, <laughs> Spooky's undead, Spooky's jump scare mansion is the name of your your band. Yeah, we are uh, we're a smooth jazz band. Nice. Uh, m- but then all of a sudden you break out into speed metal without warning? <laughs> uh, I mean, I do, but the band has talked to me a couple times about knocking it out. <laughs> uh, Monstrum Rise of Insanity. I Have you have you heard of that one, Aroa? Uh, yeah, it's all right. Uh, for five bucks, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it's... Uh, but it looks like it's only compatible with Oculus. Ah, lame. So you need Revive to actually yeah. play it. Organ Quarter. Dead I played Secret. the alpha for that. Oh, Dead Secret. Horde Z. Horde Z. Which I presume is just like you kill hordes of zombies or something. Probably. Horror of the Deep. Emily wants to play. Mine Ride. Oh, Ghost Town Mine Ride and Shootin' Gallery. Blue Effect VR and Boogeyman 1 and 2 Double Pack. I don't... It's $2 for 1 and 2. It can't be that good. That's a real good sign. (laughs) It's 79 cents. (laughs) If you go into the thing, it's 79 cents for the first one. It's also only for Oculus, which probably means that it was made with, like, the generic Unity VR thing and it was probably developed on like a a oculus dk2 or some shit right right so are any of those games worth buying um but maybe duck season duck seasons are uh is is probably worth it the vanishing of ethan carter vr is probably worth it for six bucks um let's see uh, don't knock twice. Twelve dollars is probably stretching it. What was um, the price on Arizona Sunshine right now? Thirty. 
30 i uh, i'd probably wait till that's like 20 before picking it up but it is it's one of the better vr games out there right now in my opinion i was gonna ask you about that because i know it has multiplayer but i was like 30 dollars for what's more or less a wave shooter is kind of eh. the campaign is a lot of fun the wave shooter mode just gets boring i mean yeah. it's not that it's not challenging it certainly does offer a challenge but once it, it doesn't change up much okay so um, so you know what we've just done What's that? We've Reviewed wasted, a game? We've wow. wasted 12 minutes uh-huh. talking about VR games. That's that's <laughs> good, though, isn't it? Yes. People are going to be sitting at their campfires, you know, smoking their cigars and drinking their coffees and going, right, right, chaps, that is a great opinion. I thought you were going to be, like, smoking their pot. I don't know anyone who does that. Me neither. I mean, even though it's uh, legal here, nobody does it. Right, why don't you... Uh, we've talked that's, about this off mic. I mean, that's how that works. I mean, that's... Uh, but As it turns out, when something's legal, people do it. Yeah. Uh, r- real fast, Dead Secret um, is alright, not worth 12 bucks. Uh, Organ Quarter is like old-school Resident Evil in VR. It's okay. I wouldn't pay $20 for it, because it's pretty badly made, according to the pre-alpha demo, at least. Uh... Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. I will never stop recommending that because I just love the developers. It looks hilarious. Um, it's hilarious, and it actually is like decently scary. It has some really dark shit in it. It's really clever. Um, Dread Halls is old as fuck. Like that shit was around back with the uh, Oculus DK One. Um, it's bad. Uh, Monstrum. Uh, if it's the game, I think it is. It's worth five bucks. Um, but it's not very good. Um, but yeah, whatever. Uh, Rise of Insanity. If it, if that's the game I'm thinking of, it's it's all right. It's not very good. Um, I still probably wouldn't even pay five dollars for it to be honest. If it's if it's the game that I'm thinking of, Emily wants to play for two dollars. Okay, fine. It's worth wasting an hour on. Um, I guess maybe. Uh, and that's that's all the ones that I that I know of. Okay, great. And we'll switch over to Earl because Earl hasn't spoken much. What games have you played this week? Well, this week I played some obscure video games. No, is, I know, totally against my type. I know yes. it's very surprising. I played one for a current console and one for an older console. For the current console, I played Okusuka Wars Two for the PS4. It is a sequel-slash-remake to an early Japanese PC game from the mid-1980s. And it was released with very little fanfare on the US PSN. So I picked that up, and it's pretty interesting. It's uh, interesting to play a game that takes its cues from something so old, and uh, it's interesting to play it and see sort of the progression of the ideas that it introduced over time. Mm -hmm. No way! Yeah, right? Like Okusuka Wars yeah. is fucking... I thought that's what that was. Uh-huh. On that's PSN. So crazy! Right? I'm, I have See? no idea what you're talking about. Thank you, Aroa. You're why I'm here. But, um... <laughs> it's... it's uh, So it got a Famicom port way back in the 80s, and it's considered one of the worst Famicom games. Not because it's a bad game, but it's just a terrible port. It was also on, I believe, the PC-88... The Sharp X1 might have been on the MSX. I'm not sure. It, it was on the MSX, yeah. It was on the MSX? Okay. It 
uh, it plays effectively like a reverse tower defense game. So you are a knight or king or something like that that's trapped in the prison, and you have to free more of your comrades to walk to the left and break down walls and defeat the people who are trying to defend their castle. It's charmingly odd. It's uh, a bit uh, arcane at times, but I, I like it, and it's uh, it- it's a lot of fun. It's $15. I would recommend it to people who have a penchant for video game history or want to understand sort of the lineage of the strategy genre, uh, but it's not for everybody. Uh, however, there is a great moment where when you lose in giant letters on the screen, it just says, wow, you lose. <laughs> I like which it. Is fan- which is fantastic. I took a screenshot and I uploaded my first screenshot to Twitter via PlayStation. So wow, I, that's that's what I used for it. My loss at Bokasuka Wars two. So why'd that came lo- out. Why'd you lose, Earl? You eventually lose all the time. It's just like life. But um, I, I think I got I lost because I tried to attack the same guy twice, and he leveled up in between those times. It's you know, oh, it's okay. an old game. But um, I played that, and I played a game for the Neo Geo Pocket Color called Fazale which is also a strategy game and it is more turn-based and it is a mech-based strategy game. If you've played some of the older front mission games that were on the super Famicom or PlayStation one, it's very similar to that. Uh, it's pretty good. I was able to find a bootleg copy of it. It's a very expensive game to play in English. However, a friend of mine ran into a bootleg of Fazale, which you would have thought that would happen. And uh, I was able to get it for a reasonable price. So now I'm playing that because I thought that that'd be one of those games that I just wouldn't have the opportunity to have in my collection. And while I may not have it in my collection legitimately, it's a lot of fun to play. Cool. Yep. That's a, that's a lot of obscure games that you're playing there. Even by my standards, I admit <laughs> that it's a pretty obscure week. And Connor, Connor, what games have you played this week? All right. So to bounce back from talking about the retro, I'm going to enter us into a little bit of the modern era. Shadow, First of, off, shadow of more war. Shadow of Shadow of War, the game that I'm playing right now. It's pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed the original Shadow of Mordor a lot, and I feel like for the most part, this game just does the things that worked real well in that and did them better. Uh, I do have some complaints. I think the pathfinding in this game is vastly inferior to the point of sometimes causing complete immersion breakthroughs, but it hasn't stopped me from picking it up with basically every free moment of my life. Uh, And then additionally, where when I'm not at home and I'm commuting to and from work, I've been playing Super Mario Odyssey. Very fun game, very addictive. Uh, it's, It's giving me a lot of small collection like you know like a crackdown style almost which normally i'm not a fan of but with a portable it's it always feels like you're wandering with something to do whether you know you're doing it yet or not you know i was looking at it and i I got sort of a crackdown vibe from it but i wasn't sure if i was just you know crazy you are crazy i mean don't let me get you thinking away from that thought but sure it, it is very much collection based which is nothing new for a mario game don't get me wrong uh there are some cool changes for example you don't have lives to lose you just lose money and money is stupid easy to get in this game like typically i have over a thousand coins in my bank without even thinking about it yeah yeah that's that's something that happens 
Interesting to see Nintendo's shift this year to open world style games. I'm okay I mean, with it. They can yeah. keep on doing this and I'd be fine. Although it's not truly open world. I, I feel like in Super Mario 64, you go into paintings that give you maps. Sure. Now you're going to different castles. It's, okay. Because it's, it's not quite the same to say that these are as small scale as the old maps because they're, they're typically pretty huge. And the things that you could... Hello, did we lose them? Hello? Uh, the things that you could do oh, oh he's gone maybe he jumped into a painting maybe he did you know what game I've been playing uh, I actually got the same game I got Mario Odyssey for the Switch Ah. so uh, I haven't got that far in it I played it for about an hour and it's pretty good I I don't know maybe I I just don't like 3D Mario's that much, but uh, I'm kind of like, yeah, it's okay. The platforming's good, but I actually prefer there's a part in the game, there's quite a few parts where you'll go into a pipe, and it'll switch back to 2D Mario for a little bit. Huh. And I like those parts a lot because I like 2D Mario more than I like 3D Mario, but that's just me. Uh, And what other games have I played? I played some Binding of Isaac, and I went to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo last weekend. Uh, Earl, I looked all over for you. I didn't see you there. I was not there. Oh. Well, I was there in spirit. Oh, okay. I had gotten drafted for the Bokasuka Wars. So, <laughs> Oh, okay. You know. So I went there. As one does. It it was pretty fun. Like, I don't mind conventions, but unless you're there to see all like the panelists and stuff like you'll walk around the vendors and see all the vendors and then kind of just hang around for a bit and sure. so my friend Ricky and I just hung around it was it was pretty fun we didn't buy too much stuff uh Ricky's poor and broke all the time so he never buys anything and then I was just I wasn't really interested in anything that anyone had to sell so okay. oh oh well you- huh what did you buy? Uh, actually, I bought something for Ricky. Uh, he is he's rather robust. He's six uh, X. And I believe I met sh- I met Ricky, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. he wears a six X shirt. So he's he's big. And there was there's a problem when he buys shirts is that finding shirts in his size five X or six X is really difficult. And sure. it's expensive. Okay, and they probably shrink, too. Yeah, so, well, the the major thing is that it just costs a lot of money. Because, okay. you know, the more material, material you use, the more expensive it's going to be. So usually right. his shirts are like 30 bucks. Oh, sheesh. So we go to a, a, a guy that's selling a bunch of shirts. Like, it's it's this one place that just prints out a bunch of hilarious shirts. And they were, I think, fifty dollars for three shirts. Okay. So, or twenty, or you could get them twenty dollars a piece. And so he's like, "Oh, that's a really good deal for shirts." So I actually bought him three shirts because I'm way too nice. And then I bought a Hulk Hogan DVD set. (laughs) Okay. Because it was five dollars for a four disc set for the ultimate. Anthology of Hulk Hogan DVDs. Only a dollar twenty-five a disc. Yeah, not bad at all. And I looked in a box at that same place, and I was like, "Oh, you guys have the same exact flight stick I own." And 
the guy's like, oh, you already bought the Hulk Hogan DVD set, just take the flight stick. Nice. So, uh, the flight stick's like 35 or $40. I haven't got around to testing it yet to see if it works, but for mm-hmm. free, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then, I didn't really buy anything else. We went and, uh, as I said, Ricky's robust, so we went and went to Hometown Buffet. That was the only place he wanted to go the entire time we were there. So the right as we were leaving, we went and stopped at Hometown Buffet before, so he could have an all-you-can-eat buffet. I've not been to one of those, Hometown Buffet. Is that like Old Country? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's the, it's your typical buffet. They have chicken and you know mashed potatoes and all that. So it's it's not bad. It's not great either, but it's not bad. Most of the buffets around here are Chinese. Oh, I love Chinese so. buffets. Oh, they're great. Um, Which you know, a Chinese buffet. You know, the, some of the best places to eat in Portland are strip clubs. Chinese buffets? Ah. Strip clubs. Because, well, for o- Oregon is one of the, the very few states. I think it might be the only state, but I, I, I'll, I could stand corrected because you do a lot more traveling than I do. So Oregon allows you to go fully nude. Uh, at all of all of the strip clubs. Oh, huh, interesting! I I did not know. That. I've never been to one, so oh, I couldn't tell you. So yeah, we yeah. have that's we, that's not a normal thing. No, it's not. Like so, if if it's an eighteen and over strip club that doesn't have an open bar, they can go fully nude in most places. But if it's a twenty one and over, they can't go fully nude. It's weird. Wait, isn't isn't that the opposite of what it should be? Yes, yes, it is. So what we, what Oregon does, what Portland does, because Portland has the largest number of strip clubs per capita of any other place in the United States. That's understandable. Um, they have to diversify themselves. So one place you can get a sixteen ounce steak for ten bucks. <laughs> Another place. Sure. Another place has a vegan buffet in it. Oh my word! And oh. and people will be like, like my my old boss and his wife used to go to that all the time because she was vegan. And, and it's it, run by Fred Armisen. Yeah, and it's really hard for to find a all you can eat strip club or all you can eat strip club. <laughs> all I you think can that eat sends buffet. The wrong message doesn't it? It's it's really hard to find a good vegan buffet. Oh, I bet it's really hard, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, like, they have to diversify themselves. So next time you come to Portland, we can go to a strip club and have some good food. Oh, Honestly, yay. I, I want to go to a strip, club, uh, a strip club, be served a steak. That's, that's, that's something I just need in my life now. Yeah, and, like, it's... The fries, because so we went there. It was called the uh, Acropolis, I think. <laughs> and we were we went there, and I think it, we spent we got the smaller steak, so it was only like seven dollars per steak. And then it comes with fries, and then you can get a drink. And no, if you're if you're going to a strip club for a steak, you got to go and get the best steak that they have there. I don't think right. there's any exceptions. Go to for this. the extra three dollars. <laughs> exactly. So it was. The steak was really good. The fries weren't that great, but for like ten bucks, seven to ten bucks for a steak, that's not bad at all. So, for a strip club, that's not a bad Yelp review. Exactly. Uh, apparently, according to one of the strippers, because they uh, 
they don't advertise that it's a strip club like online they call it like uh acropolis steakhouse or something like that so like a christian group of people came up and were like oh Oh, my god (laughs) so that was fun i think you call that an eat and greet yes now that you're full anyone want to dance yes exactly so if i just saw a thing called like acropolis steakhouse i would just be confused because i'm like (laughs) who's ever heard of greek steakhouses i don't know so yeah next time you come to portland hopefully next year for the portland retro gaming expo Oh, that's right. That's going right to the top of the list. <laughs> He's like, get those video games. Avoid Retin. That's just going to be number one. Uh, let's go on. We're going to move into some stories, and we'll talk about the Xbox. We're, we got a very Xbox-centric uh, first first couple stories here. So the first one is backwards compatibility for the original Xbox has cool. has come to the Xbox One. And they have a initial list containing 13 games. Some of these games are big. Like, actually, quite a few of them are games that I actually want to play. So, Black, uh, that's a first-person shooter from what I understand. It's supposed to be yeah. okay. It, it, its big gimmick was, like, destruction and big explosions, and you can shoot through walls. Right. It was right. one of the last shooters made before the console died. Uh, yeah, that was a real late release. So it was probably actually pretty good, though. I would imagine. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was all right. It was so, it was a shooter on the Xbox that wasn't Halo or it was Call made of by Duty. the Burnout guys too. Right. Oh, Criterion. Yeah. So and then we got all Blood right. Rain. Blood Rain Two. Obviously, you kill Nazis in it. I think. I think that's yes, what you do as a vampire. Yeah, you kill. Why they didn't bring Blood Rain One? Just Blood Rain Two. Have you played Blood Rain 1 lately? <laughs> no. No, I, I mean, haven't. Blood, Blood Rain 2. We're, we're scraping a bit there. That's like C-plus on a kind day. Yeah. Blood Rain 1 is uh, does not hold up. That is uh, really surprising, honestly, that it's even there. I, at, yeah. As they uh, they mentioned in the original like launch of... like When they were first talking about the OG Xbox compatibility... We have Crimson, Crimson Skies High Road to Revenge. Which, A plus. Yeah, those are supposed to be really good. Uh, Dead to Rights. I have no idea what that is. I don't even it's, remember that one. It's uh, if I believe it's uh, you're you're a cop. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. My stepbrother was a big fan of that game. It's, uh, it's just a third person shooter. You're the a cop. most memorable thing you can think of. Oh, you're a cop. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean that's it. It's you're sure. it's a third person shooter. You're a cop. It was made by Namco. Um, <laughs> okay, that could be interesting then. Uh, Fusion Frenzy. That okay. game was memorable. That's a Man. that's a party game, right? It was better than yeah. Whacked. It was kind of like a mediocre Mario that's, Party, but it was on the Xbox. Much. Uh, grabbed by the Ghoulies, I believe. Isn't that a rare uh, game? It's a okay. rare game. It was a launch title. Yeah. Now, question: Does anyone here have an Xbox One? I do. Yeah. Was Was grabbed by the Ghoulies on that rare flashback pack? Yes. I, oh. I, okay. So why? Well, because like, not everyone has that rare flashback pack. Okay, so I can track down a copy of Grabbed. So you're telling me that the people who own Grabbed by the Ghoulies have been sitting on it for years and then just buy that rare flashback pack. Yes, I did. 
So you didn't buy it, but you still have your copy of Grabbed by the Ghoulies. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm, not, I'm, not even, I'm not even fucking with you. I did you uh, did you buy that game new? Uh, yes. Interesting. That and I and I I'm not saying this judging wise, but yes, I was. I I'm honestly not. I worked at Babbage's during like the bulk of the Xbox, the first Xbox's lifetime, and the Xbox had a pretty dedicated following. It was a lot of ex Sega people. It was a lot of like PC crossover people. It was an interesting crowd and an interesting system, but they would be very vocal about the games that came out. So I, and I don't recall anybody really caring for Grab by the Ghoulies. It it wasn't very good, but I, was, I got it. <laughs> okay. I mean, that was kind of the, that was like the first real death knell of Rare from what I recall. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was like, Oh man, it's a new rare game. It's got to be good. And then I was got that, it. Is that their first one after the acquisition? I I want to say yes. Cuz that No. It, no? Wait. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah. Cuz they made another then, one. Well, Cameo was announced for the first Xbox, right? And then it got moved to the 360. Right. Yeah, that that's okay. what I was thinking was I was thinking of Cameo, but then it went, "No, no, that got moved to the 360." Okay. So, Okay, so, I'll, I'll let us continue, because I have many opinions on this whole... <laughs> so, okay, now we're getting into the good More games. More to come. Now we're getting into the good games. Ninja Gaiden Black. Triple A title. Yeah, great game. Uh, I, I've i actually... That's one of the few games, like, super hard games that I've actually, pl- like, plowed through and beat. So Really? I never beat it. Yeah. Um, well, just the original Ninja Gaiden, I didn't play the Black. I played it on... What was it? The I play. I played it somewhere else, on a different system first. Well, there was on the NES. No, no, uh, <laughs> no. Okay, I I played the original, not the black one. version. I just played Ninja Gaiden uh, on the original Xbox, I believe. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's I think really... black was really just like a tune-up, right? Like it fixed frame rate issues and had a couple extra levels. Um, fixed the camera. That's what it was. Which was shit. They also added like a super hard mode. So Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, it was a it's a good game and I'm I'm imagining the graphics still kind of hold up. It's uh it was really Xbox good looking. Xbox was the best looking then. system that generation. Oh yeah. Like it was it was impressive enough that when the 360 came out, I remember one of the common complaints was this isn't that huge of a jump. Yeah. Um Prince of Persia the Sands of Time. Oh baby! Also I, excellent. Such a such a good game. I've 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 actually beaten that game as well. Surprisingly, um, Psychonauts. I've never played it, but I hear it's really good. Oh, God. among my favorites ever. Oh, Nathan. Like, oh, yeah. I'm psyched that you haven't played it. I'm psyched for you to play that. I, oh, I want. It's, it's on. So it's on great. Steam, isn't it? Yeah, I actually. It's yeah, on I, everything. I own it. I just haven't played it yet either. It, it's in my Steam inventory forever. So great. It's Tim oh, Yeah. Yeah, I have another it's plan. Tim Schafer before Double Fine went into just publishing whatever. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I. This might be like Tim Schafer's like Citizen Kane. Yeah, I, I probably call it. A, yeah, his yes. magnum opus. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah, there's a lot. For what I understand, there's a lot of really like disturbing stuff if you look into it. Yes, there is. Oh, it's just oh, it's just so creative. Yeah, um, we've got Red Faction Two. Okay, which uh, the only thing oh. I remember it's a first-person shooter, and the worlds are all destructible. 
I was gonna say that destruction was the big deal in those series. Yeah, it, it also that was the one that like like the first one was all really serious and up its own ass, and then the second one was like all making fun of itself constantly. Oh, okay. Isn't that what it did? I, I don't feel like know. That's what happened. I don't know. I didn't play it very much. I play. I I destroyed a entire level and then quit because it wasn't that interesting to me. So let's get that. I always think of Red Faction, and then I get it confused with RTX Red Rock. <laughs> Does anybody remember that one? No, I do not. It's, it's, you're a guy. It's like a, a standard shooter, and it's pretty mediocre. But it stands out because it's so stupid. You're a guy who has special glasses that lets him talk to rocks. Ah! I, I want terrible. that game. That's a mechanic. <laughs> oh, I, I own it because it's so bad. That looks yeah. up, that sounds amazingly bad. <laughs> you talk to talk to rocks. Um Sid Meier's Pirates is that's a weird choice, but I actually like the game. I never played that version of the game. I um, played it on PC and I got so confused and frustrated within the first ten minutes that I just uninstalled it. I only it, played the old two D ones. Well, yeah, it's it's basically a remake of the two D ones. And okay. It's pretty good. I I have it on PC as well. I bought it on um, Green Man Gaming, and yeah, I would say that it's it's pretty good. Pretty good. Why why didn't you why did you get confused, Aroa? I I don't know. Maybe I'm just I'm bad at like economy games. Maybe. I mean, I get it. Sid Meier games alone. You know, if somebody's not there holding your hand or explaining it to you, I could totally see how it could be a little confusing. Yeah. I never played Pirates personally, but. I certainly have played my fair share of Civ games. It's yeah, it's, and I'm terrible at Civ. Me too. Civ. Uh, and Civ then here's, three all day. Here's the big one: Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Of course, it's the one that I don't own. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a good game. Uh, oh, wait, actually, wait. Do I own? I can't remember now. I feel like I own the second one and not the first one, but now I don't remember. So, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic was a really good Bioware game. And then, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2 was... I I liked it quite a bit, but it wasn't as fleshed out as the first one. Which makes sense, because it was developed in, you know, less than a year. So well, I think by then, some of their muscles go into the first Mass Effect 2. Well, no, because uh, oh, I... Knights of the Old Republic 2 was developed by Obsidian. Ah, oh well, that's interesting. Yeah, I never played either of them. I've always wanted to, but do, I just haven't. Do it. Okay, <laughs> I will. The enemies in RTX Red Rock are <laughs> these <laughs> light emitting demons. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I think Aroa's found the next game he's going to play through on, oh, please on YouTube. We should have a, We should have a game club. <laughs> Just play oh, shitty games. I mean, that's not actually a bad idea. No, no, it's not. So, uh, and then the last Brilliant. game, the last game. You're sorry, RTX. You're, you're a radical tactics expert. Yeah, that's, I forgot expert. about that. That's silly. So, the last game on the list is <laughs> the King of Fighters Neo Wave. Odd choice. Uh, it's a King of Fighters game. You punch people. I, I, I'm, I'm really a bad SNK at them. Fan. It's an odd, odd choice. Yeah. So I guess they're going for the online aspect. Are any of these games games you guys are interested in playing? 
Coder, maybe. I never did um, get to finish Coder 1. Uh, Psychonauts I, for me? Yeah, Psychonauts I, I, as well. I want to play Crimson Skies again really badly. That was just so much fun in uh, multiplayer. I, yeah. I didn't have any friends to play with. Well, I didn't I didn't have an Xbox or broadband at the time. The the Gray family did not have broadband until October 16th, 2006. <laughs> uh, wow, you that was, remember I know. that. Oh, that's how big of a deal it was to me. But Crimson uh, Skies was my game that like I'd go to a friend's house that had an Xbox and Live, and I'd be like, we should play Crimson Skies. And he'd be like, I have all these new games. We could play anything else. And I'd be like, no, Crimson Skies. <laughs> and then you are not friends with them anymore because he hates you. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's, you, you, went over so to his, you went over to his house last week and you're like, hey, we should play some Crimson Skies. And he's like, no. No, <laughs> it's Earl. 2017. <laughs> the surfers are down. Just buy it yourself. Good God. <laughs> Stop suggesting a Raspberry Pi. Do you even know how they work? <laughs> <laughs> um, they, I, can't, they can't play original Xbox games. I've tried. Uh, actually, original so Xbox emulation is crap. I don't know well, what's up. Well, nobody's really put a lot of effort into it. Is the problem? Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Is they just do not put any effort into it. So, well, this... somebody somebody worked on an emulator like years ago, and they got it to start Halo, and like then nobody worked on it ever again. Yeah, and I I don't know why. Like, yeah, I realized that it didn't sell very well. But come on, they look at the GameCube. It didn't sell very well either. And look how many emulators. There are for that. And Dolphin is amazing. Yeah, Dolphin uh, and all the other inferior ones. Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you two reasons for 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 why the situation's the way it is. One is that uh Nintendo fans are Nintendo fans. Oh right. Yeah. I forget about that. The, the other one is that it's really hard, or at least it was at the time, really hard to pirate GameCube games. And yeah, you have to buy that um that alternate shell yeah oh do you well yeah Yeah, because it's you can't put a full-size disc in there yeah yeah that makes Um, sense meanwhile on the xbox uh you could soft mod that thing as long as you had one of like three different games and an action replay which i have uh splinter cell and uh and no it's not even action replay you just need a fucking flash drive yeah, I was well, able to put Linux on mine as a kid. Well, yeah, you, you you have a flash drive, but you need to have some way of getting the save file onto your Xbox. Right, right. Well, you, you, you can say do, that I do remember doing that with Splinter Cell. You can yeah. do what I did and build a an Xbox uh, game controller slot to USB converter, uh, and then plug a flash drive into that. Which yeah, is those are USB, aren't they? Just with the they are dongle. Yeah, they are USB 1.0. Yeah, and the, I think, I'm sorry. Go on. No, no, I, I, I think you're right because that that also happened almost immediately. Like that was <laughs> yes. a very early development for the Xbox. And the uh, with the PlayStation, you can do the same thing. You can even run games through the uh, USB ports in the front if you wanted to with free McBoot, but it is <laughs> USB 1.1. So. Have fun doing that, or you could just pop a hard drive in there and play all the games you want. That's so what anyway. I did, 2005 uh, style. 
I'm excited. I'm excited for backwards compatibility with the Xbox One. Uh, that's pretty awesome. I I'm might very be... excited. Huh? I'm slightly disappointed because I would have really liked to see uh, Blinks the Time Sweeper on this list. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Blinks? Um... Was that, are you saying that ironically? Uh, not entirely. Like okay. that was the first. That was the first game I got on my Xbox. Okay. Okay. Then and, I can like, understand that. It's purely the nostalgia thing because the game okay. itself was not very good. Uh, but like I just remember playing that for the first time and it blowing my fucking mind with how pretty everything was and just like the time control mechanics and everything. I was like, oh god, this is what the games are like on the Xbox. I, it was very pretty, and I remember thinking it was really novel at the time. Yeah, um, I was. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna question here a little bit. Why is Halo not on here? They uh, made the the, the, the remastered edition, didn't they? You can get the Master Chief Collection, bro. Why would oh. you need the original when you can get the Master Chief Collection? Oh, bro? okay. I see. It's probably similar reason why Voodoo Vince isn't on here because they're re-releasing that soon. I don't even Voodoo know what Vince that is. Ruled. It was. It might already be out, actually. Um, I want yeah. those old Sega titles. Um, I, I and to go back here, and I hope it never gets released on backwards compatibility. But did anyone here play Brood War? Brood War? Yeah, like Starcraft. Uh, brute or force, brute force, brute force. There we go. That yeah, I was. If that wasn't what you were talking about, that's what I was. I was going to bring up was <laughs> brute force, not I brute force. Sorry, I played that. On, See, that sounds on. familiar. Is that the, the 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 team shooter? Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. You turn into animals. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> no, the X. Oh, so I'm really excited about this for a few reasons. Two, two. Oh my gosh, I'm going all Tarantino on my list, but um. The first reason I'm excited is because the Xbox library is really unsung and underappreciated. There are significant uh, exclusives that nobody plays because up until now, what you need was this giant system and this awful controller or the Duke and you know, it was <laughs> archaic and you had to hook it up with all sorts of weird little dongles. Like if you buy the uh, an Xbox three uh, Xbox, sorry, standard you're gonna get the av cables or you'd have to track down that hd cable pack which is like another 15 to 20 bucks because people are starting to buy them up and it it was just really inconvenient of course you could also mod it and everything like that but there was never this community of gamers who would recommend other games to each other after the xbox died and i hope that we see that happen now because there's a ton of games. They're dirt cheap everywhere. Like, you can have a complete Xbox library for next to nothing. $27, actually. For, for every game? For, for every, every game. Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Drake and the 99 Dragons is mine. But <laughs> No, God, no. My, my thought is, the, the one has to have enough juice that this emulation can't be that hard. No. I mean, 360 emulation, well, I thought, might be put together like strings and bubblegum. Uh, so I, I was I was gonna say I actually happened to look up Voodoo Vince uh, while we were talking here, um, and apparently the reason that it wasn't put on backwards compatibility on the original 360 is because the game used some really weird code that 
even Microsoft's emulation couldn't really handle very well without a lot of custom finagling. Huh. So oh, okay, may- that makes sense. Maybe that kind of that kind of stuff was more common than we would think, yeah. considering it, didn't the Xbox have like just a straight up Intel uh, Pentium three? Yeah, yeah. and it's like it's a, a three hundred megahertz Pentium three, right? I thought it was more. I thought it was nine hundred megahertz, but I could be wrong. It could be three. Okay, it it can barely run Windows ninety eight. So I mean, oh, it's, okay. it's very specialized hardware. And and it had uh, I want to say a sixty six hundred or something comparable to uh, like an Nvidia graphics card in it. Uh, yeah, something like that. It, like it was, it was like middle of the road. Yeah, but like it was yeah, a really, really specialized piece of hardware. Yeah. Well, like it, any it, it like was... any piece of hardware back then, any any sure. gaming hardware. Yeah. So. So that 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 could be like why why we don't see more. I so, hope they just open the floodgates for these. So yeah, well, reading through uh, this post here, it says uh, all digital purchases from the 360 marketplace will carry over, and even use your, you can even use your original Xbox discs. No need to triple dip on purchases like certain platformer, uh, like Sony. Uh, fuck, fuck, you know, Sony doing that. Yeah. Um, all games will also render in 1080p and have higher frame rate alongside faster load times. Nice. So that's awesome. Now you can play Ninja Gaiden Black with uh, 1080p. And Kakuto, Kakuto Chojin. All what? right, now you lost me. Yeah, that was the one that was it was recalled. Oh, yeah, that one's recalled for a chance in the background. Oh, we had to we had to we had to send that back to Microsoft. I remember. Did, did you take one? I took two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. One, one to keep sealed. One to, one to play. It's not very good. Uh, is it worth a lot though? I don't think so. Nobody <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares about the Xbox. No. Like, you know what nobody cares about either? The Connect. Yes. Oh, wow. Nice segue. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so the Connect was a peripheral that came with the Xbox. You, you could buy it for the Xbox 360 and on the original Xbox One. It was required, then it wasn't required, and then they stopped selling it, and now it's dead. So R.I.P. So I know that Aroa likes the Connect. I do. Um, are you sad that this is that this is dead now? Genuinely, yeah. Because like, I I think that if you, especially now that VR is becoming such a big thing, I I really honestly think that given time, and maybe this will happen uh, in the background, um, that the Connect combined with VR could probably create some of the most compelling experiences in entertainment. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get may that. I ask, may the I ask problem, how just because I don't follow? Uh, because, like, do you are you into VR right now? Like, no, I, thing? I, I'm intrigued by it. I'm just not familiar with either one to understand what you mean. Familiar so, enough, rather. So, VR... I, I am like a VR zealot at this point. Sure. I, I genuinely believe that that's where entertainment is going to go. That um, like in the future, we're legit going to, we're not going to have big screens in, in 
theaters anymore. You're going to sit down and you're going to have a VR headset in front of you. Like that's how much I believe in this technology. Um, and so if you combine the the level of immersion that I feel that you get from a good, well, well-made VR experience with the, the level of, 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 quality that that the connect has the potential to give in terms of of tracking your your movements because the the problem with the connect was especially with the xbox one version was not that it couldn't track you well the problem was the latency that was always the problem with the connect and uh, the like you can't have a good fast-paced kind of gameplay experience whenever you have at least a hundred milliseconds of input lag between what you're doing and what shows up on the screen. Like that's why dance games were the only things that were successful on the connect. Okay. Uh, but I think that if the tech can get better, that, that we can, you, you can essentially dispose of the need for a motion controller for VR experiences. And you wouldn't have to, cause like right now the, the solution for, like tracking other limbs or individual fingers is having you put on a glove or, or strap things to your li- to your ankles or something like that. If we had a connect that could have the same lack of latency that we get through from VR tracking, then you wouldn't need any of that. The only thing you'd need is the headset. And that's just because you got to have a screen on your face somehow. And then beyond that connect could be tracking each of your, all of your finger movements and your, your body movements, everything. Well, and like, let's, isn't let's that two video processors at once though, pretty much? It, it would, it would be insane. And in, as far as processing goes, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's all I'm thinking. That's why I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, but I hope that Microsoft isn't totally canning the project. And uh-huh. that maybe, especially since they're using connect tech with the, uh, with Ho- the, the, the HoloLens, HoloLens stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, like maybe they'll keep the tech on the back burner and go, yeah, we can improve this. We can we can decrease the input lag so that it's closer to the like, what, 30 milliseconds, I think, that VR has. And once they can do that, then like I hope that the Xbox, maybe the, the Xbox 2X, whatever, uh, maybe then we, we can we can have like really really immersive vr experiences that go beyond anything we can even imagine right now so uh i want to just note that i think that they probably could have um they could have made the connect a lot better and and you know take less lag and stuff but it probably would have cost a lot more to make and that that was because i actually now i think about it i remember um this really big project the this art project that i i followed uh, used it was two connects that were wired together with uh, or maybe it was three duct tape uh, that were wired to get with uh, <laughs> yes duct tape um, that uh, they managed to basically eliminate input lag uh, by essentially splitting uh, the tracking uh, shit into it so that like one connect did half the tracking the other connect did the other half and oh, that took care of everything. So, like, maybe, yeah, in the future, we can just kind of have two connects crammed together into the size of one connect. And yeah, then... that's how the Wii was made. Like, they just took, yes. they just took two GameCubes and, and duct taped them together. 
painted it white. Yeah. 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 That's it. what the that's what the PS4 Pro is. It's just <laughs> yeah. two PS4 shoved into one box. Yeah. It's, it even looks like that. It does. <laughs> um but, Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I think that there's real potential. There always was real potential for the Kinect. It's just that Microsoft dropped the ball on the input lag thing. Well, same thing with like the PlayStation Move shit. They didn't. They're like, oh, it's uh, not doing well right off the gate. We're dead." We're yeah, done. the the Move was a was a different thing where it was a matter of Sony did what they always do and didn't market it hard enough and didn't yeah. try to sell it to to developers. Same with the Vita. So when will we get Eye of the Beholder? No, Eye of Judgment 2. That's what I want to know. I don't know. I would like to, to play that game. but Someday. Someday, someday. yeah. Uh, let's move on because we've talked about two stories and we're about an hour in. This <laughs> <laughs> um, is going to be a short story. Uh, Konami is bringing back Contra as a, okay. live, as a live action movie and TV show. I mean, Konami's out of the gaming industry, so they might as well just start selling everything to Netflix. My my question is, we all we already have Rambo. Why do we need another one? That's all it is. is Rambo with with aliens. But do we have a do we have one? Yeah, which is just Predator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that. But I mean, if they if they go all out, just have fun with it. You know, it could be good. It, hopefully, I mean, we have uh, what Castlevania. The yeah, that was decent. Yeah, that's all right. It's only four episodes, which is weird. Like they're like, we it released was, it, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna binge watch uh, this, and then like Nathan, two hours later, it's done. Nathan, do you know why it's only four episodes? Why? It was a movie. Was it a movie? It was originally gonna be an OVA, and then oh. they cut it into four episodes. That is stupid. They should have just made it a movie then. Yeah, uh, I guess they thought Americans wouldn't be able to handle, uh, you know, however long that was going to be. Uh, like OVA. two hours. Oh no! Yeah, what a yeah. miserable pile of secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's move on. Right. This is something Aroa is going to want to talk about. <laughs> De Nuvo protected games now being cracked only hours after release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this makes me really, really happy. For yeah. multiple reasons. So, um, the Tomb Raider, like, we, there was what? Just Cause 3, right? That was the big one? Yeah. That took forever to crack? Yeah, there, there was that, and I don't even remember what, what all, but yeah, in like, I want to say, was the, did Tomb Raider have that too? Yeah, right. Oh, it's, and, it's, and yeah. fucking, Rise uh, of the Tomb Raider. The, the Dark Souls uh, game. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, like, the one that wasn't Dark Souls, but it was Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Not made from From Software. It was made It was oh. made by a Western company. Um, Demon's Dragon Souls. Dogma? No, not Demon's Souls. Um, not Dragon's Dark, Dogma. Darksiders? No. What? Not Darksiders. <laughs> That's not even close. No, no, no what's the one? You're, I, you're just saying things that sound similar <laughs> at this point. I think <laughs> there's one that's like... I can picture the box because I was dumb, I always it's, mistake it's, it from it's these got boxes. like a Viking guy on the on the front. Yeah, of it. Uh, yeah we know what yeah, you're. Nobody who's but, listening knows what you're talking about. But is it THQ Nordic? Uh, maybe I, I feel I, like it. THQ made Darksiders. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So but, yeah, so they them that took a long time because they used Denuvo, right? Yeah, because uh, Denuvo did some crazy fucking like encryption shit where it had a lot of different things going on that pirates were like, I uh, uh, math. And, yeah, yeah. And now we have somebody named Baldman. It, t- it took him eight days to crack the protection on Prey. Uh, Near Autonoma and Tekken 7 didn't fare much better. Um, and now, within a month or so, pirates have beaten the protection mechanic uh, mechanism in less than 24 hours on recent releases. Um, one one quote here is really uh, quite noteworthy, at least for me. It says... Our goal is to keep each title safe from piracy during the crucial initial sales window when most of the sales are made. So it's they're so they're not delusional in thinking, oh, we're gonna stop people from pirating the game. They just want it to be not pirated for like two or three weeks while it's trying to get its sales numbers up. I guess that's fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. There were a sense. couple of old PC companies in the uk that did that during the amiga era like they had a screen that could only be accessed if you were trying to crack the game that said guys we spent a lot of money and time on this give us a couple weeks before you let this out and apparently the pirates were like yeah that's that's fair enough that's pretty fair yeah (laughs) yeah they're like all right we can we're we're fine with that thanks for asking and and, you know that's like i i think i wonder going off of that logic would it have worked out for like game uh, publishers to release the games with this Denuvo DRM and then like three weeks later or whatever, remove the DRM and, Mm. and just be done with it. Would it, would it have slowed down the piracy groups efforts to crack Denuvo? Maybe. Maybe if they, maybe if they announced it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If they announced their intentions of it. Yeah. Uh, That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like, cause like, uh, uh, with that one indie game that um, had Denuvo, uh, that was originally going to release DRM free. Oh, Darksiders too. Yeah. No. RTX Red Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it was it, it was going to be DRM free. Uh, it was like a Kickstarter game, and that was like a Kickstarter thing. And then they got a publisher shortly before the game came out. The publisher forced them to use Denuvo. And so then they were like, okay, guys, how about this? If you can crack the Denuvo DRM, <laughs> then we'll release it DRM free. And then it was cracked within like a day. And they were like, fuck, okay, fine. <laughs> you can have it DRM free. Like, I feel like if you're directly challenging pirates like this, then you're just asking, you're literally asking them to to break what what is keeping you making money, supposedly. Yeah, I and don't believe DRM actually does that much. I don't think it does. Um, I because people are going like, let's say I'm a pirate because I don't pirate games anymore. I have a I have a job now, um, so that really helps with the whole not having to pirate games thing. I have way too many games now, and yeah. so my thing, even when I was pirating games, was I'm gonna play this game. But if I had the money, I would buy it because I want to support the developers. Now, some people 
will have the money and they have a decent paying job, but they pirate it just because they don't want to pay for it. And those guys are uh, what we call assholes. And basically, I think that a lot of the people who crack the games, like the the people who are just there breaking the DRM, it's kind of a challenge to them because they're like, oh, a new DRM. Let's see if I can crack it. It's that, not that really is it. That's the game that got released for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And with Denuvo, uh, they had a really diff- that, that was their Dark Souls, uh, <laughs> and they beaten it. So they have to. Yeah. It, and I think that if you talk to the pirates or or the the, the crackers, if you talk to the crackheads, and <laughs> you t- you tell them, hey guys, um. If you could just wait like a month to get your fix, uh, we're cool. <laughs> so, and I think that they, some of them might still, you know, be like, no, I'm going to release it. I'm a douche. But a lot of them will be like, yeah, we won't release this until until X amount of time, just so you can keep your sales numbers up. Most of them aren't, like, they're obviously not making money, and they're not like, oh, F you to the man. Even in... A lot of the the notes when you open up that that file in Notepad, they'll say, "Hey man, if you like the game, support the developers. They work really yeah. hard on this stuff." So, um, yeah, I think if if like companies just went out and said, "Hey guys, can you just give us a month, let our sales get up, and then and then we'll let you hack it, or we'll remove the DRMs ourselves," um, then then we'll be cool. That would be awesome. And it I would think also it would help if they, well. could, if they could put out some kind of evidence to uh, disprove what everyone seems to think about Denuvo, which is that it like kills your PC quicker than regu- than not having DRM, like that it it does a bunch of shit on on the hard drive as the game is being played, and like also eats CPU cycles because of whatever the copy protection does. Uh, I guess where it's like in real time decrypting pieces of the game and then re-encrypting other pieces. So um, rumors are that Denuvo is actually working on a new version, version 5, that will probably be more secure, so hackers will have to work harder to crack the game. It'll it'll happen. The thing thing it's gonna... The thing that's really gonna break it is uh, eventually... Um, there's going to be a cryptocurrency completely involved around uh, breaking the Nuvo DRM, and then it'll all be over. <laughs> yes, yes. Because all the all the all the blockchain miners will be like, "Oh hell yeah, yeah! I'm going to make big money off this." And are, then are you still using Ethereum or whatever? Uh, no, that that ship's pretty much sailed. Um, I'm going to hold on to my Ethereum coins and uh, wait for wait for it to shoot up and then sell those off for do you have do you how many coins do you have or do you have nothing really i i don't have a full coin i have like 0.25 which is i mean that's like last i checked was like 50 bucks so that's pretty cool yeah that's nice let's move on we're gonna talk about people oh man this is stupid this is stupid and okay um i get it amazon key anybody read about that yeah, so I I will admit that my initial reaction was <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Why? Why? So so the idea is that um you buy the Amazon uh trademark 
cloud camera trademark and you put it up in your front room, like where your, where your front door is, trademark, um, <laughs> and you, you point the camera at the door and right, right. You, you, have a, you have a smart front door lock that's like network enabled for some fucking reason. And when you order a package from Amazon using Amazon key, uh, the delivery person can unlock your door, open the door, put the package in your house, and then leave. So so I want to back up here. The reason why it is network enabled is so that it can send, it, it randomizes a code that's only used for that day for that driver. Yeah, no, I know. It, it, I'm just like, no, don't don't have a smart key, the smart door lock. Don't don't do that. Don't. Um, but yeah, my my initial reaction was, oh, just let somebody into my house. It seems great. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, but the more I think about it, you know, whenever you get in a lift or an Uber. You're trusting that that guy is not going to just stab you and drive into a lake. Yeah, yeah. So, I feel like you are pretty much giving the same level of trust here. The difference is that, like, it, it's it's Amazon and not Uber or Lyft. I mean, that's really it. There's a camera pointing at the door, and well, Amazon's it- obviously going to have records on who this person is. Well, and and here I'm going to back up here and say that I think I like this more than like if if I had the option, I would probably do this. I don't really have the option where I live right now, just because if I order something that's like say five hundred dollars from Amazon, yeah, I would rather than put it in like have that one driver put it in my house than leave it outside for six hours while I'm at work. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel too. Or, or what will often happen where you know they they the UPS guy will knock on the door and go, "Up, oh, nobody's home," and then they leave a note, and you got to go pick it up. That pisses me like, off because I always get I get home after the post office closes. Yeah, like it's completely defeating the purpose of the convenience of ordering from Amazon. So, like th- this actually does have some some good arguments. The I, I I'm only worried really about the idea of the lock and that's just because i don't trust internet of things devices and no. i never will uh at least not until uh internet security gets way way better which uh considering uh wpa2 has been cracked um yeah we're not we're not gonna well so wpa2 has been that. cracked but they already have a patch for it yes yeah if your device gets updates Yes, if your device gets updates. If you don't have, if you have an older device, more than like three years old, you're fucked. Yeah, or if you have like a consumer router made by like TP Link or something. Yeah, who would who would who would do that? I don't. That would mean me. I do. Anyway, unless you're running tomato like me, smart, smart bastard. Uh, yeah. So I kind of like this idea, but I kind of also don't like this idea. Also, where's Connor? I'm back. Uh, what happened is my headset, the jack had fallen out. When I plugged it back in, the computer was like, all right, I'm not broadcasting anything, though. <laughs> okay. So I fixed it. Good, good. Uh, do you Are you getting an Amazon key, Connor? 
No, I, I don't really order stuff off. I, I canceled my Amazon Prime, to be honest. I don't really have money to throw at frivolous Jesus. things. Wow, I can't so- even... Oh, savage. That's yeah. how most people react when I tell them. Yeah, oh. I, I mean, I have Amazon Prime. I just paid for another year, so... Well, back when I worked at the university, I could make infinite student emails and have infinite Amazon Prime. Things I probably shouldn't <laughs> be saying on a recorded podcast. Oh, uh, that's, that's not an option for me anymore. Oh, oh I'm God, sorry. I, I can't even... Oh, I don't even want to think about life without Amazon Prime. You know, and if I needed something delivered, like, two-day demand, I'd give my sister money and be like, Yo, sis, you want to order this for me? My sister uses yeah. my Amazon Prime. I'll just be like, huh, apparently I ordered socks with that take batteries that keep your feet warm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I and was like, oh, like, it looks like I did that. Like, it's it's like Instacart. Like, now that I have Instacart, I why would I not have Instacart? I don't know. I don't know, man. Instacart, Instacart is the grocery delivery service, by the way. Yeah, it doesn't work in my area, so screw you. Oh, that's that's sad. Uh, we're going to Golden Corral next that. weekend, right, Aroa? Yeah, boy. Woo! Um, it's not open Wait, it's at next like midnight. Weekend, not this weekend? Yeah, it's next weekend. Well, not I mean, this Friday, but next Friday. It is. It is this. It is the second, third, fourth. Fifth. It's the. It's the third. Yeah, it's the third of November. Is is when I'm going to be there. The third. So I'm going to be there on like late on the second. Um, then I'll be there all day on the 3rd and 4th, and then on the 5th I'm leaving. Yeah, that won't work for me. I'm going to be in Michigan. Sorry. Uh, that sucks. That sucks. So let's move on to YouTube, because we're, we're at like an hour and a half, or hour 15 minutes now. So YouTube creators are less likely to lose money now for some reason. I <laughs> guess I guess they're changing their algorithms. So that you'll get thirty percent more money, or or thirty percent less videos will get flagged. For this explains everything. So you 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 liked my tweet whenever I was like, "Huh, I, my videos have been remonetized." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be what happened. Oh, you didn't know about that. No, I had no idea. I I just like I went into my video manager and my my last two videos had been demonetized and I saw that they were monetized. I was like, "What? This is a bug, right?" And I refreshed it. It was still there and I scrolled down and like a couple of videos that I expected to be demonetized were still demonetized. So I was like, "What the fuck?" Okay, I guess some videos are just getting remonetized now. But okay. I well, I've that. I've had some videos just remonetized after a while, um, but yeah, apparently it says uh, the company knows it won't necessarily solve. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Uh, as told, YouTube expects thirty percent fewer videos to have to make do with limited ads on their way to becoming fully monetized. This should lead to millions more videos raking in full income, all seventy cents that you get from your videos a month. Uh, li- yeah, literally seventy five cents in the last uh, twenty eight days. Uh, you're you're technically not supposed to talk about that, Aroa. Oh no. Uh, that being I mean, said, I didn't reveal what my CPM is. I mean, that that doesn't reveal that. Yeah. Uh, 
blah, 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 the update comes after YouTube used appeals over the summer to refine the machine learning system that automatically categorizes videos. In theory, the system should continue to improve both as uh, as more appeals come in and YouTube itself gets better at determining what constitutes an offensive video. The problem, of course, is that this doesn't much this isn't much cons- consolation for creators who depend on YouTube for income and lost a significant chunk of money. So, so, so this this comes back to what I what I ranted for about fifteen minutes on last week uh, that YouTube doesn't give a shit about its its content creators. It does not give a fuck. It, it's just going. Oh, look, we used we used all this data from the last year to improve the algorithm so in the future things will be fine like they're just using all of the people whose lives they're ruining basically as data generators to be able to make their bullshit better like they're they're not people they're not content creators they're data generators that's That's all they they are. are yeah and yeah. that's why YouTube can go fuck itself. Like, that's why I'm putting all my videos on Twitch, and that's why I'm trying to get into streaming on there, because they give a shit. And what about, even What about vid.me? Vid.me, I'm I'm I haven't really gotten involved in. It does seem like they give more of a shit than YouTube does, even if that's out of necessity. It's super suppose- easy to post videos on there too. I was going to say, don't they have, like, a thing where you can just import your YouTube videos yeah, over you just, to vid.me? Yeah, you just put your YouTube link and it, like, copies the video over, which I think is probably bad if, like, you want to steal videos. Yeah, possibly. But, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless you have to sign in with your Google account. That would that would be a way of doing it. That would be, but they don't do that. Oh, well, that's no, a, you just uh, you just copy and paste the link, and it's like, oh, hey, good. Uh, here's all your shit. Press OK. The problem I have with uh, vid.me, though, is their mobile app is really the only thing that I don't like about them. Their mobile app is really bad compared to YouTube's. They're pretty new, uh, though. I get it. They, they are. They are. I, I, I don't have a huge problem with them. I don't see them as... I see them as in more of the same league as Mixer or maybe even Hitbox in terms of where they are in, in the world standing. Like, I, they're they're not even at Vimeo level, I don't mean, think. Let's back up here. You mean Smashcast. Oh, yeah, Smashcast is what uh, the Hitbox is now, or whatever. Yeah. You see, you see how little they matter. Um, but I, I, I think that they have potential, but I also think it could be another blip.tv. Yeah. Uh, I actually liked Blip. I thought they were pretty good, but... Um, I like making money off of them. I never made money off of them, so... I did. I didn't Even do videos though my back videos then. Were, my videos were against their terms of service, because they were like, please don't put gameplay videos on here. We're not really for that. But and then, then you did. Uh, yeah, but then I did, because uh, fucking... Uh, the comic book reviewer guy... Uh, Linkara. Did Let's Plays. Yeah, Linkara did Let's Plays on there. So I was like, fuck it. If he's doing it, so I will. My problem with Blip was that they got bought by another company. And then it- that other company went and were like, oh, we're going to like get rid of over half of the people who use Blip. Um, do you remember what company that was? No. Maker. It was Maker Studios. Maker, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. maker who is now owned by fucking Disney. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the most cut the fat kind of company like out there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they, they're like, okay, get rid of the people who aren't making us a shit ton of money. <laughs> and then then they die. Kill the platform. <laughs> yeah, just kill it entirely. So that was fun. That's that's a good way to run a business. Uh, <laughs> lastly, let's talk about an actual good way to run a business. Giving me your money. Um, Steam is now allowing you to do gift cards, uh, virtual dis- uh, digital gift cards. So you can just go into Steam. And you can buy five, ten, twenty-five, fifty, or one hundred dollars gift cards. Uh, they work with all major credit cards: Visa, Mastercard, American Express, Discover, and I or JCB. What the fuck is JCB? I have no idea. <laughs> I see it on like uh, gas pumps, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those gas pump cards that like, you never have actually heard of. In it's real next now. to the Chinese one for whatever reason. Yeah. Let's see. Let's look it up. JCB. You can also pay with uh, PayPal or Bitcoin. Okay, that sounds that sounds uh, promising. I look up JCB and it says construction ma- machinery, agricultural machinery, JCB USA. Uh huh. So it's it's not very big. That's what I what I want to say. Um. So anyway, my birthday is on uh, November second. It's next Thursday. So if anyone wants to give me a Steam gift card, um, you can also use PayPal or Bitcoin. Yeah. Do not use Bitcoin. That would be yeah, stupid. I mean, yes oh. and no. I I don't think Bitcoin like Bitcoin. Is, I think it's kind of hit its peak. At least I feel like it has. You said that like two years ago when we started the podcast. That's true. <laughs> you're like you're always like, yeah, it's hit its peak. That's what we said about AMD when it hit like six dollars. Yeah, that's true. So we are not good financial experts. Um, <laughs> I would just say don't don't use Bitcoin until it starts dropping off. Just because, yeah. let's say you pay sixty dollars and then Bitcoin doubles next week for some stupid reason, then you're you're out sixty dollars basically. So don't do that. Um, yeah, so, uh, so gift cards are cool. Is it, is anyone here actually going to buy gift cards for their friends on Steam, or are you just gonna, like, buy them a game? Maybe for the holidays, maybe? I mean, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I wasn't gonna buy a game, and then I had, like, five bucks worth of uh, money in my Steam wallet, so I was like, ah, fuck it, that's, that's cheap enough. Yeah, uh, my wife has bought me a Steam gift card for Christmas the last couple of years. So cool, cool. Um, yeah, I'll probably do it. I'll probably be like, "You're worth ten dollars to me, Connor." <laughs> yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even pick the lowest one. You got the ten dollar one. I was gonna question that. I was very <laughs> surprised. Uh, anyway, so that's the end of our podcast it was uh it was kind of a little bit longer than normal but i think it was pretty good uh thank you for being here earl where can we find you i can be found at earl gray third on twitter that's e-a-r-l-g-r-a-y-t-h-i-r-d i can also be found as saint aspartame on twitch and that's pretty much it <laughs> and we have uh, what about your youtube thing you're gonna start youtube soon aren't you oh yeah i'm uh, earl third on youtube 
Cool. And we have Andrew Aroa McFain. Thank you for being here. Where can we find you? Uh, it's Aroa on Twitter. Um, it's Aroa1337 on YouTube and Twitch. And, uh, I mean, that's that's probably all that really matters, let's be honest. Uh, okay, yeah. Connor, where can we find you? You can find Connor at Twitter. On Twitter, I mean, at Cyberpunk underscore Monk. That's really all that I want you to know right now, so that's all I'm going to give. Cool. You can find Nathan Reeton Spruth everywhere as Reeton. Uh, I'm Reeton on YouTube, Reeton on Twitch, Reeton on Mixer. Um, you can find my website, Reeton Entertainment. You can also go to iTunes or Google Play Store, look up the Reeton Podcast, and press the subscribe or follow button on there. That way you'll get the stuff downloaded every single week. Um, next week, I might be here or might not be here. It really depends. So my roommate is actually giving me a ride to Portland so I can go to the airport up there and fly out because it's cheaper. But, it's beautiful carpet. And he was like, yeah, you can. Uh, he's like, so I'm not picking you up on Sunday. You're going to have to find somebody else to give you a ride. And I was like, great. So I contacted my sister, and she's like, oh, we're going to be driving through Portland on Sunday, but I don't know what time we're going to be there, so I might not be able to pick you up. And I was like, I don't know. I kind of remember somebody driving four hours to go to your wedding, giving you away at your wedding, and then driving four hours back to watch your dogs. Like immediately after giving her away. It was really awkward. Yeah. And that's actually what happened. Um, And then... uh, and then I had to come back and watch her dogs. And she's like, yeah, that's, yeah, I remember that. And I was like, you're, you're the worst sister ever. So I might have to take a bus from why don't you, Port. Why don't you just, oh, wait, how far is this? Uh, 120 miles. Oh, it's like two hours. You could Uber that. It's... Yeah, but, uh... No, no, the <laughs> bus, the bus would be, uh, $48. The Uber would be forty eight hundred dollars. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm not interested in doing that. Considering like a five mile ride is like fifteen bucks. Uh, in Redmond, I'm thinking that a one hundred and twenty mile ride would be a little bit more expensive. So oh well, I I should be able to uh. To make it back, I think my sister is going to pick me up, so that's nice. Well, if if she doesn't, it'll just be a row of cast again. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a row of cast. The the electric boogaloo. I should be yeah. able to make it next week. Yeah, that's good. did you tweet anyone last week, Aroa? Um, no. See, that's that's why you have to tweet people, otherwise they forget. Well, that's their problem. Like Con- like Connor wouldn't ever remember. He doesn't even know what day it is. Uh, it is Sunday, and I was at a funeral. Oh. Oh, that's more important than the podcast, huh? <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I forgot to mention, um, also, uh, my wife might be doing streaming soon. Um, so if she does, it'll be uh, Chupa Chu, probably. On, Chupa on Chu Twitch. on Pornhub? Got it. Ew. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just putting that out there. Cool. Cool. That's what she does. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh she's been she's been streaming on your uh on your stream. She, she, 
for a while, right? Yeah, she's been with me, like, when, whenever we play games, I'll stream. And uh, she was streaming uh, the fucking Hatsune Miku and, and shit yeah. uh, for a little while on PS4. So. And she's going to get a lot more fans than you because she's a female. Yeah, le- legit. I, I, I keep telling her that. Her friend from college uh, actually has, like, a decently successful Twitch, uh, and that has inspired her. Oh, so. that's cool. So, yeah. uh, thank you guys for being here. I will talk to you all next week. I will meet Aroa on Thursday night uh, at a yeah. at a dark and dreary alleyway. I think. I think that's mm, yeah. where I'm going to meet him. Yeah, that's that's a good way of putting Lambert. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was put a, good, a pretty good way of putting St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Bye. Bye. Later. Oh, why we watch anime. I didn't. I didn't listen. Did you add? Did you add my intro last week? No. Okay, I didn't know. I thought about doing it, but I was like, uh, I just don't care anymore. (laughs) 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 Yep. No, I did not. I just posted it. I didn't even do it. I I didn't do any editing. I just put it up there. Uh, At least I added the. I did the compressor, so it sounded a little better. Okay.